Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 168. Thank you for joining us. Today, Bonnie and I are joined by Melissa D., homeschooling graduate, mother, and co-founder of the Saints Alive podcast. Melissa shares with us the history of the Saints Alive podcast, and we hear about some of the behind-the-scenes work that goes into creating a radio drama-style production of the lives of the Saints. St. Maximilian Colby and St. Ignatius of Loyola are two of the saints featured in their most recently released productions, so be sure to check out the show notes for links to their website to listen to these wonderful stories. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom of four lads and lasses, liturgical musician, popcorn, and podcast fanatic. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five, and Director of Development for Colby Academy. Steven, what's a good word today? Today I'm going with uh, catharsis. Oh, let's see how, where that takes us. Okay, let's see. Back with us is friend of the Colby cast, Josh Beckman, who serves Colby Academy as Marketing and Communications Director. Hi, Josh. Glad you're joining us. Great to be here. Always happy to be a part of the conversation. Well, this episode is airing the week of August 14th, which is the Feast of St. Maximilian Colby, one of our patrons of our school of Colby Academy. So we have a special episode um, tied to that. We are happy to welcome Melissa D of the Saints Alive podcast. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the Colby cast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're most welcome. I've been looking forward to visiting with you. I've been checking out your podcast for a while, and it's a real pleasure to get to visit with you. Would you tell us a bit about yourself and the origin story of Saints Alive? Sure. I should have a soundbite for this by now, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but my name's Melissa. I am a mom of two little kids. Um, James is three and Mia is eight months. And my husband and I, um, along with our best friend, launched this podcast almost two years ago, a year and a half ago. I'm actually a pediatric nurse. And so my husband um, was doing acting and filmmaking in LA um, with his bet with our best friend Tanner. And we all left in 2020, but um, they really had this drive to keep telling stories to move hearts to Christ. Um, and so July of 2021, we finally just decided that we had to do something. And um, we all prayed about it and spent the summer discerning and this idea of we really felt called to tell the stories of the saints. Um, we just felt like they're the best stories ever written because they're written by the hand of God. And um, it just, it was something that wasn't being done. And so we all got together and we just decided to go for it. And we did not expect it to take off like this at all. Um, it's now our full-time job, praise God. And, um, we have listeners from all over the world and we're in the top 0.5% of podcasts somehow. And praise God, it's been a wild adventure and he's just been guiding us through it from the start. That's wonderful to hear. I find the episodes really engaging. I've really enjoyed listening to them. They're beautifully produced stories of the saints with, uh, it's like listening to a, an audio drama radio program. Would you tell us a bit more about how you approach the episodes and kind of what, what you're going for with them for people who have not yet had the pleasure of, of catching an episode. Yeah. So my husband, um, he's the director, the editor and the narrator. Um, so he, he, his background is in film and movie making. So he really wants it to be like, 
you're watching a movie in your mind. Um, but we also just wanted to give kids a break from screens and just really let their imaginations run wild because they're just not given that opportunity very much these days. So they're really immersive. So um, each episode takes about 200 hours to make from start to finish. And we have a professional library of sound effects and um, music that we pull from. And, you know, my husband's really meticulous about every single little detail down to like the type of steps they would be walking on the type of stones they would be walking on. And the result is something that you you're really drawn into. Um, and we're really I think another thing is that we're really set on not dumbing these down. Um, we've just run into a lot of content for kids that is just, I don't know, being a mom, there's just so much out there that's just, there's really nothing behind it. There's no story, there's no driving factor, there's nothing very inspiring about it. And so we wanted to make sure we did that. So we didn't wanna dumb the saints down at all. And we just wanted to uplift them the best way we knew how. I think you do a great job with that. I I learned a lot myself from the Saint Ignatius episodes that uh, have aired here recently. If you're if you're listening to this when it comes out in August 2023, you have a pair of episodes about Saint Ignatius of Loyola, who is whose Ignatian method is integral to our way of doing things here at Colby. So I I learned a lot about him from those episodes, and it, and I found them very enjoyable. They are totally something that we would be queued up listening to back in the day when our kids were in parochial school before homeschool. We listened to a lot of audiobooks. Really appreciate oh, the attention to detail that goes into them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Would you tell us about your collaborators who work with you on on the episodes? You have a whole bunch of folks involved. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a village. Um and you know, it's been incredible. So first our voice actors. Um, we've had actors that have been in film and television and on the stage and they have just come out of the woodwork truly from all over the world so actors in ireland australia england california you you name it and they were all just passionate about getting us on our feet and helping us tell these stories really well so almost all of them have volunteered their time and talent which is incredible yeah that's a huge part of um bringing these episodes to life. The first episode we did, um, my husband played a couple of voices. Um, our co-founder Tanner played a couple of voices and it was like, man, we can't do that again. <laughs> you know, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get different actors. So now each episode has about 20 to 25 characters and it's played by 20 to 25 different professional actors. Um, and then um, we do have an assistant editor who's incredible and he helps us get all of those takes and sift through all the hours and hours of takes from the actors and then um, puts them down. And then Tanner and I, our co-founder, we've been the main writers, but we also have assistant writers helping us out now, a priest that's volunteered to do theology checks for us. And it's really just, it's been incredible to see the support as we're getting on our feet financially. People have just wanted to, wanted to help and wanted to be a part of this. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, each, each episode, we have at least 20 actors, you know, I, I edit the scripts. And so I don't know, by the end, it's probably about 30 people to make each episode, you know, which is just crazy. And it's all remote too, which is a, a beautiful thing that has come out of all of this remote work. I wouldn't have expected this, but it's been great. I'm, I'm trying to imagine 
assembling all of that. We we record remotely and there's a handful of us here, right? And the, but trying to like multiply that by several factors and <laughs> bringing all that together is, I have the slightest inkling of what that might involve. And I'm, I'm, that's very impressive. It's just a, so the, the sounds that you, that you layer in your, your husband, the different types of, of footsteps and things like that. How does that, how does he decide that? Yeah. Um, he, I think a lot of it is the Holy spirit too, just guiding us. Um, but he has a great ear for things like this. Um, he was actually just editing part of our Maximilian Colby episode and, um, I don't know how he did it exactly, but you go backwards on the train from Auschwitz and all of these memories of Maximilian start coming. So it's different lines from different characters. And so he has, he's one of those kids that had a huge imagination that I think would have loved something like this. So he just kind of goes to town with it. Um, I'm not part of any of that, but I do listen in as he's editing and I'll be like, oh, that's the wrong song. That's the wrong sound effect. I'm like the the brutal editor, but um <laughs> Yeah, I think he he really just has a knack for it. He's very talented. I need to see it translated into this medium, all of his experience and, and gifts that way. Yeah. 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 It's been such a blessing. I've just been thinking, as you just mentioned, all of these people from all over working remotely. And it seems like that's almost necessary. I, I, I'm, I'm just so intrigued by what you're doing because all of my children, when they were little, I remember going into my boy's room in particular, and it would be turning on the saint stories for the, for the night. And they'd, they'd have their favorite, you know, DVD or eventually on the iPod or whatever that they're, mm -hmm. that it's getting streamed, but our options were just really limited. And, you know, I think that's, everybody was trying to have everybody in this, the recording studio and, just doing this in a in a more traditional way, but I think that was very limiting to what they could probably do as well then. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's been really freeing to do things remotely. Um there are times where my husband Alex gets kind of frustrated because somebody will do one take one way and then the other person, you know, calls back to that line. It's like, oh shoot, that doesn't work. And we have to do a retake. But I mean, all in all, we're able to give really great um, character breakdowns to really help our actors kind of get into it. And honestly, too, I, I, I think like 99% of our actors have been Catholic. Um, and if they're not Catholic, they're Christian. So there's just this deep understanding of like when a saint is giving a moving speech about the love of God, it's just, it's not an actor saying his lines, you know, as much as it is, it's also these people understand, I think the heart of the story really well. And that's, that's really what's helping it come to life. How do you decide which episodes win? I know St. Ignatius, those episodes aired around his feast day and Maximilian Colby, which we're going to talk more about also around his feast day. Is that, are there other factors at work when the ordering of your episodes? Yeah. So we found early on that people really loved, I mean, everybody's really trying to live liturgically now, which I just think is so beautiful. So um, especially so many homeschool families will do activities about that saint on that day. So we do try to release the episode at least in the month of that saint's feast day. And then from there, um, we try to go back and forth with male and female. Um, our most recent kind of pick of saints through the rest of the year were the most requested saints. So um, I had a tally going of all the emails I got and it ended up getting pretty out of control. And I was like, I can't do this again. But Maximilian Colby, I had, I think I had 27 emails specifically asking for him. Um, 
which kind of surprised me because I was like, man, that's going to be a tough story to tell, you know, but so many kids wanted this one. Um, so we actually changed around our production schedule because of the the massive influx of emails we got asking for that one. Um, so we do try to make it audience driven. You know, we want to like, you know, there's so many little Colby's out there or Max's out there that want to hear their saint story. Um, so we do try to listen to our audience and, um, but it's hard to choose. There's so many good saints. What's the inspiration for the story, the story then? I mean, because with some of these saints, there's so many different ways you could go. I mean, it could be, hours and hours or podcast upon podcast what is there something that tends to be a underline through all those or is it just kind of what inspires you when you're kind of approaching that next saint yeah that's a really good question um and something that we've struggled with especially so we started with um the more um popular ones so we went with saint patrick and saint valentine and we had more creative liberty just because we don't know quite as much about them but then coming into Maximilian Colby and JP2 and Mother Teresa, we just kind of got in over our head with research and like, where do we go from here? And there are so many stories. And as a team, we came back to the episodes that we love the most and that seem to be the most loved are when we really stick to that, the heart of that saint. So I think all of us have, you know, this unique heart created for God, by God. And, um, if you really kind of tune into that, it will guide the story for us in this beautiful way. And there's so much we have to leave out, you know? Um, so we do have to pick and choose, but just letting um, like the heart of their mission really kind of drive the episode and not getting too caught up on the details. Um, and yeah, it's tempting. Like we've thought like, man, we could do a, a five episode, you know, of just one saint. But at the same time, we do want it to be, um, we do want it to be palatable for kids and we want it to be something that isn't overwhelming as a parent too. like, oh my gosh, like five episodes or hours of listening. You know, I think that might be more appealing to adults, but um, sometimes this needs to be like we have a 20 minute ride to school, you know, so just trying to be appealing in that way. Otherwise, my children would be asleep, I guess, by the and they yeah. always miss the second yeah, half or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've always appreciated radio dramas like throughout the years, like Couple on Cassidy, The Lone Ranger, you know, um, you know, listening to those stories and, and your stories that you guys have produced, you know, there's, a, there's the same level of quality of, of storytelling and, and, and the sound effects and really being you know taken back into these amazing tales, you know, from the past and, and of the yesteryear. As you're creating these stories, you know, and really tapping into some of these, um, uh, the, the, these saints and amazing adventures, you know, is there any moments or realizations or, you know, any, any like highlights to that, that experience as being this, this new storyteller and this new, uh, this new, you know, technology in, in a way? Yeah. Like how have the stories affected me personally type thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been such a gift to create this. And it's funny because each time I need to write a script, it always, it kind of has the same flow of events where I get really excited. I get way too deep into research and I get overwhelmed. And then I start praying and then I love it. Like once I start writing, once I get that first draft and throw it out and the second draft and throw it out, um, 
I, I really, it's such a gift to come to know these saints in this way. Um, and it's humbling too, because I mean, there are people that spend their whole lives researching just one saint, you know, and we're doing one a month, you know? Um, so it's somebody was recently like, yeah, you guys are gutsy to do that. You know, like you really, <laughs> um, but it's also just swallowing our pride and knowing that we're not going to be perfect, but, um, just truly doing the best that we can and letting God guide us. Um, I wrote the St. Josephine Bikita episode and, um, it was one that I was actually really dreading because I had met so many people that had such a big devotion to her and I knew nothing about her. And I just felt like I wasn't going to do her justice. Um, but it ended up coming at a time, it was right around Christmas time that I wrote it. And I was reading um, her story that she um, had somebody else write for her. So a lot of it was her own words. And my family was actually going through a health crisis. Um, my little brother was very sick. And I got to read her words about suffering. And um, it was just, it was such a healing time for me. Um, and it just felt like, I'm like, wow, I get to do this. I get to dive into her story and have the comfort of her words right now. So it seems a little more than coincidental sometimes, like the saints that are assigned at different times. Um, and it's been a really fun um, adventure creating this podcast, but it has been an incredible amount of work and stress at the same time. And so I think the saints kind of um, uplift us during those times of just being this brand new business and young family and trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, it's really, you know, beautiful being in a, uh, you know, working for a company, owning your own business in a way too, of, you know, having this opportunity for personal growth, especially in your, you know, your faith, you know, and um, yeah. it really sounds like working on this podcast, you know, it's, um, it's influenced your personal, probably your personal understandings of history and, and religion, you know, now you're going to yes. become this expert on the saints, um, can you tell us a little bit about maybe that that direction of maybe personal growth that you've attained in this process? Yeah, it's it's funny that if you had told me five years ago that I would be running a saint podcast, I would not have believed you. Um, a, because I loved my job as a nurse. I loved being a pediatric nurse. But it also, it's funny now because it just feels like an extension of my job as a pediatric nurse. I love helping kids. Um, and this just feels like another part of that job. But it's especially funny because I, I actually always struggled with the saints. Um, I was homeschooled growing up and my mom was great about reading their stories at lunch and really immersing us. But um, I just felt like I couldn't relate. I, I would meet all these people that had these devotions to these saints and I would hear about how extreme they were. Like St. Catherine of Siena ended up surviving on the Eucharist. And I was just like, man, I can't, I don't get these. I don't get it. You know, like good for them, but I'm never going to be a saint and I just can't relate, you know? So I would kind of cling to like the saints I related to, which was St. Therese um, in her little way and my patron saint, St. Gianna. And then from there, I would just kind of get overwhelmed by other saints. And then we decided to do this. I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I'm diving in. Um, and every saint we've done, you know, even the most um, highly achieved academically, you know, St. Thomas More, St. Charles Borromeo, they had such humble hearts. And 
they're so much easier to read their writings than I thought they would be. Um, I think just because they're so holy and so loving. Um, and so it's been, um, it's been a really great kick in the pants to my preconceptions, you know. They've befriended you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a really, as you're talking about this, I, I, my mind is going back to, you know, that sort of effect that we have as people where you're kind of called to do something, you're chosen, you feel, you look back at your life and you think, these things happened for a purpose and things worked out so that I could do what I'm doing now. But I'm just seeing that through these your business, through your endeavor here, it's like, okay, clearly God's blessing this, but, you know, from everything that you're saying, kind of calling you to setting the things up so that it, things work out and then allowing your growth through that. And then in turn, how you're now able to introduce us to these uh, saints that we might not have known very well. And it, and you're, again, as you're talking, I'm thinking about going to my church and being at mass where, you know, where we've got all the saints and, and everything there at this mass, but just how, even though I don't know these these saints, these would be the people if they were at my parish. They'd be the ones I'd want to meet, you know, first, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. this is an opportunity. It's such a great opportunity then for us to, through your work, to be introduced to uh, to saints mm -hmm. in a way that we may not have been introduced before. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really kind of amazing to look back and see how the Lord was guiding even my career, um, just from years ago um but yeah like i said my husband and his best friend they're actors and filmmakers and initially i just thought do you know what i'm really good at organizing i'll keep them on a task list i'll figure this out um and that has you know served me well i think a lot of the skills in nursing are um organization and prioritizing and logistics which is a lot of what a producer does um but it also um it really just it just kind of filled this hole that i had in my heart um as a pediatric nurse um and it, it it was just um i was prepared for suffering when i was a nurse i knew that kids were going to be sick but i was not prepared for how many kids um, would be admitted for depression and trying to hurt themselves um and it was every shift and it was just, I felt so helpless because there were these kids who were physically completely fine. And I would go in and take their vital signs and just be praying quietly and leave work just feeling like, what did I do for them today? I haven't done anything for them other than my prayers. And I just, you know, our culture is really insidious and it's really after our kids. And I saw that so clearly in my time as a nurse. Um, so this really felt like um, it was it was the answer to a prayer that I had every night driving home from my shift um, of help me reach these kids. And so that's that's really my hope is that I, I can reach some kids that are, you know, addicted to phones and a lot of other things that are just really destroying them and bringing them down. Um, so this was kind of like, um, this was also a fight back um, for me against um, everything that I saw in our culture and what it was doing to our kids. Um, so just totally full circle and something that took me over a year to kind of realize um, how God had answered that prayer. I love that shift for, 
or a care, the caring of their souls now, mm -hmm. even though you might not have them in the, the room checking their vitals, but you can, you can be assured that you're providing what our society isn't providing for them, and yeah. what you couldn't medicine-wise, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's the hope. I can see your word, Stephen, the catharsis, the cathartic elements at work here. Yeah. Do you have any particularly memorable moments from any recordings that stand out as really funny or like just kind of watershed moments? Like, wow, this is a defining moment for us here in our way we do things. Any, anything, any other backstage sorts of things like that that come to mind? Yeah. Um, we, we were recently chuckling because we sent out a casting call for um, a small role and um, this one went out to kind of like a general voice actors website, which we haven't done very often, but so it was a lot of people that weren't Christian or Catholic, but every single audition we got, they pronounced the word beatified. They said beautified every single person. <laughs> and I was, so we were just kind of chuckling about that, but there's a lot of like, um, I don't know. My husband, Alex and I are pretty funny. We're very opposite. He's very creative. And I'm very black and white about things. So there will be times where we're arguing about, nicely arguing about which song to use and how it needs to fade out at this second, not that second. And I mean, looking back, it's things that I don't think anybody would notice, but um, I can be a bit of a control freak about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's always, it's like, it's always kind of crazy. Um, we have yet to really build like a backlog of episodes. So we're always right down to the wire with editing. Um, and hopefully we can build out a team and that will be less so as we progress on. But um, it's always kind of fun. It's like the show must go on. We always get it out. Sometimes it's literally midnight the day that it's due. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You mentioned it, each episode being do you say about 200 hours of work? Is that mm -hmm. like, so for the Maximilian Colby episode, which I want to hear more about, did you, when did you start working on that calendar wise? Has that been in the works for months or is it like a more intense, all right, we're, this is all we're doing for the next 200 hours kind of thing? Yeah, I think it was written. Um, that one we assigned to um, one of our writers, my brother-in-law did an amazing job. And um, he, we assigned it in April, I think. He finished it by June. And then we tore it apart and handed it back to him and then <laughs> did more work. So all of June was edits. Um, reading it through as a team, reading it through with the writer, checking for you know historical checks, theology checks, going back in. So by the end, it's like four or five different drafts of what it was, scenes taken out, scenes put back in. Um, and then July was recording. So recording all the 20 actors. And we actually did, um, we have an actor friend from LA who's Polish. So he has a great accent for Maximilian, which was exciting. And then uh, we got all the files, sent it off to our editor. He laid it down and we got it on Monday. And now my husband gets to work for the next, I don't know, 10 days here, putting it all together. Wow. Yeah. I always love to hear those stories. I have a son who, in, amongst many things, would kind of like to be producing movies. You know, that's mm. that's one of his goals. He's he's pretty young still, but just to, I always like to hear that process where you know we just see the end product when we listen to a podcast or watch a movie or whatever. And you don't see 
all of the planning, all of the hard work, all of that grinding away to get it done on time. And yeah, here it's nice in many ways because unlike just a secular movie, you're you're kind of have a seems to me at least as a similarity to to kind of the the search for holiness that you're you've got it, that doesn't come about just like these saints that we're talking about they don't just pop most of them don't just magically appear in this this saintly form but there's years of work and years of prayer and years of development and so it's kind of it's kind of a nice parallel when you're doing something like this that you know the hard work all of that's necessary to produce this wonderful picture this portrait of a or a snapshot of a, a saint's life i guess i captured yeah that's a beautiful way to think about it i haven't thought about that before um it's also we always reach this point where we could always add more or edit more and we just have to you know take our hands off and um and put it out there and just let god do his work you know it's um, helpful to hear our for our Colby students and families, homeschooling families about the process and the editing, the revisions that happen, even just from whatever assignment they're working on that the, you all as professionals, you go through a lengthy review process and there are a lot of drafts and it's not just a, a quick process for you. So I, I hope that's helpful to hear for everybody listening and whatever, whatever they're working on yeah. their schoolwork. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, my dad is a really incredible writer, and there wasn't a single paper that I did in high school that he didn't take it and say, like, all right, here we go, and just <laughs> yeah. tear it apart. And, and I remember being in tears in middle school, but by the time I got to high school, I was able to kind of anticipate and slowly get better, and I'm so grateful for that because um, it was just so incredibly helpful, and it gave me a tougher skin than I had to know that the first thing you write is not going to be good enough, you know, um, no matter who you are, in my opinion, I feel like everybody needs second, third, fourth drafts. At least I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The starting point. Yeah. 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 I hadn't realized that you were homeschooled. Do you have any other homeschooling memories or, um, things to pass along to current homeschoolers that, that you'd like to offer? I loved being homeschooled. I have um, an older sister and then two little brothers. Um, and I think my favorite part about it was um, first, my relationship I have with my siblings, um, just being able to foster that at home. We're all really close, which means a lot to me, um, my siblings and obviously my faith. Um, but I think the second thing was um, my mom was great about just um, – whatever we were passionate about, just really helping us dive into that. And so, you know, if I was, I was really into acting as a kid. And so, um, you know, she, she would sign me up for different, I got to do different plays in the area and um, just really fostering what we were passionate about and letting us explore that outside of just like this very structured school type way. Um, so, you know, I would have practice sometimes to like 11 p.m., but that was okay because I was homeschooled and I could sleep in a little bit the next day. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. That sounds like you're sharing a little bit more of how these unexpected, like you loved acting as a homeschooling and then all you're a nurse and then you're back into the world of yeah. Yeah. these things that background that you just don't plan on. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I always wanted to go back to acting. I did not expect it to be like this. I always thought, I'm like, maybe some, I'll figure it out someday. But then I married an actor and things just kind of fell into place. Yeah. yeah. 
Would you tell us more about the Maximilian Colby episode that's that's out when this airs, the episode will be out. Will you tell us more about that that one in particular? Yeah. Um I cried reading the script, um, which I have not done yet. Um, I've never cried reading a script, but it is, um, it's really beautifully done. Um, I had, I had a lot of apprehension about this episode, despite how many requests we had for it. I was just like, how do we tell this to kids? Um, we also keep getting requests for Maria Goretti and that's just one I can't wrap my head around yet. I'm like, I don't know how to tell that to kids. Um, but our writer did a really beautiful job. Um, the story starts in Auschwitz and then um, you go back in time to his childhood and then it goes all the way through and then finishes at the end. Um, and what's emphasized is again, the heart of the saint. Um, so it's not like the cruelty of Auschwitz or what they went through. It's not like it's overlooked, but at the same time, the story we're telling is um, the light that he was to all of the people there, not just the man that he saved, but um, everybody he encountered there um, and the light he was his entire life. Um, and so it was, I didn't know, I knew like the basics of his story. Um, and this was a hard one. We did have to cut some things. Um, like we had a scene in Japan that we just couldn't keep for too long, but we had to, um, you know, we made sure to mention the the key points, but um, I, I think this is definitely a moving episode. It's really, um, it's going to pull on your heartstrings, um, but in a really good way. I think it's hard not to with, with this saint, though. That's always, the, the, for me, the wonderful thing about St. Maximilian Kolbe, as we've kind of, especially being part of Kolbe, learning more about him, is I tend to always think about first that that red crown, the crown of the, the martyrdom, you know, but but his life was so much of that that white crown of yes. purity and take, I mean, so I'm, I'm really excited that this will, yeah. you know, we'll get to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of the story is his life before the end, which is what I wanted to make sure we did. You know, I didn't want his whole life to just be his death, even though his martyrdom was incredible. I think that that's kind of the story that I always heard was like, he was a priest and then, you know, and so like, what about all those years as a priest? Because those are the years that prepared him to give everything, you know? So we just, so that's, that's the majority of the episode, which also helps, um, I think, again, make it a little more palatable for kids. You guys feel like he's a little bit of a patron saint because, you know, he harnessed the power of technology to spread the faith in, in a very similar way that you guys are doing. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, why not? <laughs> now he is. Yes. Maximilian Colby, pray for that. Yes, definitely. Looking forward to hearing it. Along with each episode, I have noticed that you all put forth, you have a, a partnership with Catholic Family Crate where they produce coloring pages that, that kids can download and color maybe while they're listening or some other time. But somehow in conjunction with your episodes, you have links to other um, podcasts and formed videos. Uh, for example, uh, the Augustine Institute has a series on the saints that you that you link to as well. That that takes no small amount of time to gather up that those kinds of things. Can you tell us a, a bit about how how you have found um, established those those collaborations and, and and all that that side of things? Yeah, 
The resources page is something that when we first started, I was like, there's got to be somebody doing this, like going through all of the kind of major resources and then telling you which ones are worth reading or listening to. And I couldn't find it very easily. Um, you know, you can find different reviews of things which are helpful, but as far as just an actual page that's just a list of the saints and then you click on it and those are the favorite favorite ones um so i always i kind of have this method i actually start with the picture books um so if there are any picture books about that saint i start there um because i always think it's interesting to see how other people have told about that saint to kids um and usually picture books are more simple than what we do but i like to start there and i recommend my picture books and then I, um, I take an hour-long walk every day, or I try to. So that's when I listen to my podcast. So then I go through all the podcasts and which ones I think are good for kids, good for adults. And then um, I usually read two, around two or three books about that saint when, when we research them. Um, and so then I put up those, those ones. And um, yeah, Formed has really been one of my favorite resources. Um, there's a lot on there, so you do kind of have to like weed through things. Um, but they're new. They have a new podcast on the saints that you just mentioned. I think it's just called Catholic Saints. And it's definitely more for adults, but it's just a really great conversation. Um, and it's usually people, like I said, there are people that study these saints for their whole lives. And it's usually people like that, you know, so they're just... Um, they know so much. And then there's also a lot of theology in those discussions. Um, and then there are a couple of saint like compendium books that I really love. There's a book called 57 Saints that I grew up with. And it's like, um, it's like a 10 page for each saint um, story. And that's really great. But um, yeah, you can find everything on our website. But I do I try to what I want is for if, if one of our listeners has something kind of spark in them like i really love that saint then here's more you know like i want to feed that to them um because that's something that i like i said i grew up with that if i had a passion for something my parents really helped me foster that so i want to just help those parents too that in itself is a huge asset and it's one of the things bonnie i think that it was we keep talking to wonderful people like yourself and wonderful organizations who keep realizing there are these wonderful things out there that we that how can you possibly know about all of them but you know especially as a homeschooling family to be able to kind of get a bunch of those collected in one spot where you can just go and say okay let's check this out or check that out or, or whatever that's that's so huge because otherwise it's just overwhelming to, to it's hard to even know what's out there. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, same yeah. thing with formed. Like I was saying earlier, there's, there's so much content there that it's for me to go through each one and choose for, if I wanted to do that with either homeschooling or just for my own edification, like to putting in the time to go through each one, that is a, a bit, I have a hard time with that. And I also, so I'm going to use a word that I think is overused now and then it's curate. I use it sparingly now. I have kind of a bad attitude about it because I hear it all the time, but I think it's applicable to the, to this context. I love how you have curated the, the resources that you put with these episodes, especially the St. Ignatius episode. The first one, as I was mentioning, I noticed that you had the, the one, the Augustine Institute podcast, and I went and checked that one out. So I appreciated how hmm. your podcast is something for the whole family. And then it's you know broken down by what would appeal to the various family members. So appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. 
I noticed your guys are offering talks to parishes and branching out a bit. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So um, our co-founder Tanner is a really incredible speaker. Um, he's been doing speaking engagements for a long time, um, different conferences. He's done a lot of videos for Ascension, Why Disciple. Um, he was a focus missionary, um, but he has that actor's way to engage an audience like nobody else can. Um, he's hilarious and he is incredibly faithful. He really inspires me. Um, just working with him has been so great, but, um, so he's running our youth missions. Um, so he's actually booked for the fall. He has booked out, um, and we booked very quickly. I think we booked within like a month or so. So he's taking a wait list for the spring. Um, but our youth missions are really dynamic. Um, it's like an hour to an hour and a half long talk. And he comes to the school or parish and, um, it's about how it's, it's engaging the kids with why you're called to sainthood. Um, and we actually, we use some of our audio clips and we have a couple kind of like epic sainthood is calling you videos and then, um, his personal testimony and audience engagement. He's great at it. And, um, I made sure to book him at the local school here in town. Cause I want to hear, I want to hear his talk, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should, um, check it out. We, we need to add something on our website still, but it's saints alive talks at gmail.com if you're interested. And, um, yeah, Tanner's a really incredible speaker. Very cool. I'm a little curious about future shows and what is there a particular saint or story that you've been longing to do for you or that, that you haven't had a chance to do yet or something that's coming coming up that you've you're, yeah, yeah. You've been waiting for yeah i'll give a little sneak peek um <laughs> we try to like we try to kind of withhold our episode lineup yes. because people get excited but um father patrick payton he's still a venerable but he's kind of the patron saint of our marriage um it was not an automatic thing um that my career and my husband's career just kind of merged together into this it was Initially, there was a lot of friction and um, we were out in LA and um, we had just had our first son and I was like, all right, time to give up acting, time to go get a real job, you know, and I was not understanding of the gift that God had given him and, you know, his passion for this. Um, and we were really at a crossroads because he really still felt called to this, but he wanted to provide for our family. and. I was not supporting him at the time. I was like, you know, you got to give this up. You got to go find something else. And it was through the rosary that God really revealed all of this to us. And I was able to place my trust in him as the provider, support him in his career, and then see where my career lined up too. Um, but we started long-winded answer. We started praying the rosary um, because of Father Patrick Payton. So he coined the family that prays together stays together. Um, and my husband helped create the documentary on him that came out a few years ago. And so we just had this really big devotion to him and, um, we are planning on doing his episode in 2024 and I'm just so excited. Um, he holds a special place in my heart, but it's also just that fun, you know, all the, all of these other saints have been a lot older and this is kind of like, you know, the golden age of Hollywood, which is where he was and, um, just a lot of different um, fun parts to his life and the Irish accent. And I don't know, I'm really looking forward to that one. 
Yeah. We'll just keep that quiet just between us and all of the listeners then. So yeah. We, we'll, we'll keep that. <laughs> That's right. Something to look forward to. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the recording process. So everybody's remote. Do they all record sort of eight? asynchronously they do it each on their own or they you get everybody together on a call and and record no so we have everybody record on their own and we have everybody do at least three takes of every line um and we provide direction so they're definitely like um we have mary in our episode on saint maximilian colby and there's a line at the end she only has i think three lines total um but they were really important lines so we set up a alex set up a call with her as the director the actor that he worked with and um just went through exactly how we wanted that delivered and you know what tone we're looking for so there's a lot of direction that goes into it but everybody records on their own we have a deadline for getting those recordings in which is hard (laughs) hard to get everything in and then we go from there yeah and I appreciate your attention to detail with the music timing and so forth. With our episodes, I'm very much like, I want this piece to land right at the pickup note here or when this phrase begins or at the this downbeat. I'm real particular about yeah. that. So yeah. I feel you there. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Josh, what do you think? Do you have more you want to say? No, I just, you know, I just love being able to share you know, your stories with our Colby families, you know, here we focus a lot on literature with the great books and, you know, the story, the stories of the lives of the saints. And, you know, I think all these works really help, you know, kids become a little more aware of virtue being played out, you know, in, in fiction and these stories and, and also in the live application and, and, you know, with the real world with saints, you know, gives our, our children, you know, these real life role models. And I just think it's, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity that you, know, you guys have, you know, come, come, you know, come upon this calling, you know, and being able to create these, uh, you know, these stories for these, for the children and for everyone. And I'm the children. I, I, I love listening to them, you know, and I just, you know, I appreciate all you guys are doing. It's, it's mm, Thank you. Yeah. Our, um, our goal is to be like the Pixar of audio drama because, um, who doesn't love a Pixar movie? You know, like I will sit down and watch a Pixar movie, but technically they're meant for kids, but adults enjoy them too. So that's, I'm glad we're, I'm glad that you enjoy them too. That's our goal. <laughs> it's that same, along the same lines as C.S. Lewis and children's stories being good ones being enjoyed by adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We love that line. Yep. Well, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways you want to leave with our listeners? Any words of wisdom or, or encouragement to our Colby families or, or young listeners who think, oh, this, I hope maybe I could do something like this someday or anything like that. Yeah, I think that um, God has such a unique adventure in store for you. Um, and that call to sainthood is just that. It is such an adventure. Um, and so um, trusting God wherever he's leading you, as cliche as it sounds, but there are times where it's going to take a leap of faith. Um, and you might not see where it's going, and um, but God has his hand in it. And um, that's what it's all about. So. Yeah, I guess just that um, sainthood is an adventure and it's waiting for you. Melissa, it's been a real pleasure meeting you and visiting with you. I really appreciate all you're doing at Seats Alive. Know of our prayers for your family and for this apostolate that you have, this this art you're producing, this beautiful ministry and, and all everything that's going into it, everybody involved. Know of our prayers for, for all of you and appreciate so much you spending this time with us today. Thank you. 
Great. Thanks so much for having me. Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.